So I'm going to qualify just a little bit of what we're going to dive into. Um, even though even though I am a professional in the industry, I also am just one opinion. And so I'm going to share with you some best practices, my thoughts, what I've seen work. Um, some people pull the God card because they don't want to think outside of their box. And other times there's a God card to pull because it's what God said to you. Um, so in sharing with you our perspective and our opinion, um, you also have to find the fine line between this is what God said to me and this is the direction that we're receiving. And there's also different ways to interpret the direction. Yeah, many people come to me and say that they had a dream and, this, and in the dream they held a book and it was called this title. And it's just a bad title. Um, and so some dreams are largely parabolic in nature. And so sometimes it's important to reinterpret or understand what God said to you as you share this message that he's given to you. Um, but you'll find as you, you ultimately are the steward of this message that God's given to you. So to qualify my statements, listen with a teachable spirit, but is equally listen to the Holy Spirit um, to, to, to those things that he's convicting you to move forward with. Um, two topics we're going to touch on today. First is how to be aware of your strengths and weaknesses as you write and play to your strengths. We're going to cover that first. And then secondly, we're going to look at the power of focus and clarity. Uh, I was sharing with my wife last night that uh, sharing for two hours is not something I've done a lot of lately used to do it all the time. And uh, I've, I've, I've adjusted my philosophy. Instead of being a person of many words, I go by the proverb that says, even a fool when he is silent is considered wise. And I think brevity is a wonderful gift. And so I've worked so hard on being brief. And now I'm being asked to blow up my thoughts expandedly. But thankfully, I am well prepared and will share with you what, uh, what I believe God has for you today. So let's take a look at the importance of being aware of your strengths um, as you write, strengths and weaknesses. Um, the reason why it's important to know what your strengths are is because let's say, uh, let's take an analogy of a personal coach. And a personal coach has a very big upper body. So he's really focusing on the arms, the biceps, triceps, the chest, and maybe the abs. But then he's got super skinny legs. So if you've ever watched The Incredibles, you know Mr. Incredible is a bit like that. He's kind of like this, you know. Um, but that's because that's his priority. That's where he's focused. But what ends up happening is as a result of a person's focus or their strengths, they end up not being able to help a person develop as they should. So when I say that it's important to be aware of your strengths, it's, it's important that, that that's what's going to come through in your writing. And so... If you are not aware of what part of your message is maybe missing or what part of your message is maybe over the top and needs to be come back a little bit, you can end up with somebody with a massive bicep, uh, but their abs are weak if you want to go along with the personal training analogy. Um, this doesn't mean that you need to have a completely comprehensive message. It's important to be focused, but it needs to be specific and complete for the purpose that you have in writing it. Um, one of the things that I have been very much benefited by is personality and strengths assessments. Um, this can be from a DISC or Strengths Finder. 
or I'm trying to think of all the other ones, TTI. I worked as a, a business consultant uh, many years ago, and we helped, did some executive coaching, and we put them through various, various assessments. Uh, if you recall, Brian's statement is, you are chosen, unique, and God's favorite. It's so important to understand our strengths so that when we receive the message that God gives us, we understand that our strengths that we have is the filter through which then we write. Uh, uh, Patricia shared yesterday, I love her talking about how the Holy Spirit wants to co-author with you. This is a huge deal. But the Holy Spirit is, is uh, moving through you and has to work within your framework, your mindset, your past, your vocabulary, um, your history, and your experience in order to put the message forward that God has to give to you. So it's important that you have perspective on who you are and what you have to contribute. One of the most helpful pieces that I've learned is what's called a strengths-based approach. Now, when I grew up, um, I grew up in a church that was very strong in highlighting uh, the what's called the crucified life, so death to self. And so, and my parents were very much gifted as servants. So I learned very early on how to serve, how to lay my life down and do it joyfully. It's a gift. It's something that I, I don't have a problem. Well, now I have the problem of making sure that my serving is, is, uh, is appropriate and fits the capacity that I have. Um, but I grew up with the mindset. I, mean, I remember hearing missionary stories that said, uh, I'm never going to go to Africa. And where do you think they ended up? Africa. Um, or um, people, you know, kind of an old school managerial approach is um, if you go in, in, in for an interview, managers would ask the questions, please tell me three weaknesses that you have and how you've been working on them. So this is very much a mindset that many of us have grown up with. And so we're more focused on improving our weaknesses instead of focus for having an understanding of what our strengths are and being able to focus on them. Uh, I read a book uh, by Marcus Buckingham called Now Discover Your Strengths. Uh, there's also StrengthsFinder 2.0. Uh, I heard Marcus Buckingham speak uh, years ago, and he gave the analogy. Uh, if your kid came home with a report card and they had two A's, two B's, a C and a D, where would you focus on for your child for the next quarter? So... Typically, the answer is, well, we need to focus on that C and that D. And Marcus's point with the strengths-based approach is that you need to bring that D up. That C might just stay the same because that's an area that, that a C is actually an average grade. And that is not a particular strength for your child. But where you want to zero in on those A's, something that the child is excelling at and give them opportunity to continue to grow in that area. And that his point was, you'll actually go farther focusing on your strengths than if you try to improve your weaknesses. Your weaknesses need to be not a gaping hole that others fall into or that you fall into yourself. I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about areas that lack strength um, in your life, areas that you don't necessarily pay attention to because it's just not in your makeup. You need to... Um, take care of those things so that they are not problems in your life. But if you put, a, if you ever notice, a, like a person who's naturally gifted at something, if they put a little bit of energy toward that natural gifting, they go much higher, much faster than someone who puts a ton of energy toward that, but they don't have gifted in that way. 
And so part of understanding and have a revelation of your strengths is so that you can focus on them so God can use them. You can be okay with using them and just being okay within yourself. And then that's what the Lord wants to anoint and, and release through you. There's a book that I read years ago called The Art of Possibility. Uh, it was by uh, Rose, uh, her name was Rosamund Zander and Benjamin Zander. And uh, in it, uh, Benjamin was the, I may get some of the details wrong, but he was the conductor for the Boston Philharmonic Orchestra or something like that. And he taught at a college out in Boston, a big, very famous music school. And he found out that um, at the end of every semester, his students were required to prepare some kind of a final musical performance. But he learned that these students who are extremely talented, because they needed that grade, they were afraid to take risks and make mistakes. So what he did, and this is kind of, again, this book is called The Art of Possibility. And they took, his philosophy was, he wondered if I gave my students the grade that they're looking for at the beginning of the semester, and they already knew their outcome, would they feel the freedom to create and they would stretch themselves and discover new things about themselves and their abilities? So he did that. And that's exactly what he found is that his students, uh, when he gave, came into class, he said, uh, there's only one requirement for them to get an A plus and that he, he, they had to write him a, a paper uh, at the beginning of a semester and they need to, it needed to be in past tense as if they had already completed the semester. And they said to him um, all the things that they had accomplished that semester. And what he found that that did is that it dealt with the fear of who this person was and their performance that just got in the way of them being their best and doing their best and stretching, and, and stretching out. And so... I'm guessing there's a bit of apprehension in all of us. Anytime we put ourselves out there, there's a wondering of, will I be accepted? Um, will this hit the mark? Will, will, will I meet the needs of my audience? Uh, will like Patricia, both Patricia and Brian have talked about, will I get criticism? Will I have haters as a result? And I would like to, I, I wasn't going to give you any homework because both Brian and Patricia did, but I have my bit of homework for you. This is optional. I'm going to ask you to do the same thing as uh, Benjamin Zander did to his students. I would like for you to write a letter to me about what you have accomplished. Now you're projecting your book is, it's not just the completion of the book, but this includes the marketing, this includes uh, the promotion, this includes interviews, anything that you can imagine. I'd like for you to write me a letter and it might sound like something like this. Dear David, uh, I'm so excited for what we've accomplished together in the last two years. I wrote a book that, and then fill in the kinds of things that you want your book to be, but it's in past tense. You're a bit prophetically pro projecting forward what you have accomplished and, and put yourself, allow the Holy Spirit to uh, put yourself out there in the future to see what he has for you, but write about it in past tense as if it's already happened. The reason why I'm having you do that, I felt like the Lord asked me to do that. This wasn't something that I originally planned, but the idea came to mind. So I'm passing it along to you as I want you to realize and understand at the start of your journey, you already have an A plus. In Christ, we have an A plus right now. 
And so we want you to be free to take risks. Yes, follow our guidance, but also be free to take risks and to step outside of your comfort zone and to try some new things. I love the prayer that Brian prayed. He said, free my imagination and unblock my creativity until God flows like a babbling brook through me. I, I wrote that prayer down as fast as I could. That's so good. I'm going to say it again. Holy Spirit, free my imagination and unblock my creativity until God flows like a babbling brook through me. And so this is uh, this is my assignment for you if you want to do that, just in, but write it in past tense. Uh, but the biggest thing that I want you to get away with is that you already have an A-plus with us. Yes, we are going to hold you accountable to your timelines and we're going to offer critique. But as far as for who you are and the message that God's given to you, uh, God is pleased with you. He loves you. And it's a good place to start. Let's, um, let's see. All right. So in regards to um, um, kind of your strengths, uh, okay. In regards to your, your strengths, um, I talked about how it's easy sometimes based on your strengths than to focus where what you can see. Have you ever noticed that we have limited perspective? Um, like, go look at something in, in the room right now. Like, I'm going to look across, I'm going to look across at my business card that happens to be on my desk here. If I focus on my name at the top of the business card, I cannot see in focus something that's this far away at all. So if you think about what we can actually see, like I can't, I can't see my hands right now. They're, they're not quite at 90 degrees. It's maybe in a little bit. Like if I wiggle, I'm, I'm wiggling my fingers. You kind of see me. I'm wiggling my fingers. Why don't you all do this? Because calisthenics are helpful. Put your hands straight out and wiggle your fingers and see if you can see them. And then bring them in a little bit to where you can start seeing the wiggling of your fingers. Okay, so it's, it's about, you know, this is about your perspective. This is your perspective that you can see. And what you can actually focus on is just one thing wherever your gaze happens to be. So here you have a perspective. Here you have something you can focus on, but look at the majority of all that you can't see. And this is important to realize of what you can't see and some of what we will bring in editorially. And as a leadership team, we want to help you to see what you can't see so that you can speak to the audience that you need to speak to properly. There's three parts of your audience I would like for you to consider. Patricia, very quickly, said these yesterday, and I was so glad you didn't go into that. Thank you, Patricia, for leaving me something to share today on this. She talked about um, head, heart, and hands. These are three aspects um, that I find typically people fall into, head, heart, and hands. Head being thinking, heart being feeling, and hands being doing. And typically people based on their skill set will either be thinkers, feelers, or doers. Sometimes they'll combine a couple of them, but generally a person is, is strong in one of these areas. In your writing, even if you're not strong in the application side of things, that you're just a thinker, it's going to be important for the outcome of your, of your book to help a person to apply uh, what to do.